Okay, well, welcome everyone this evening, if you will. Take your hymnal and go to page 239. 239. Let's stand together. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. Be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. Believest thou that? Amen. Mm-hmm. God will take care of you. Amen. That's the truth. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. If you read that little verse above the, the song there, top of the page, that's what he says. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. What a blessing that is. Amen. Well, we certainly have a lot to pray about and a lot of people uh, to pray for. And uh, we'll do that in just a little bit. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Frankie, if you would lead us in prayer, please. Amen. You may be seated. While you're getting your songbook out, I got some good juicy gossip I want to give you tonight. Amen. Y'all like good juicy gossip. Amen. Jared Weaver, Miss Joanna are going to be grandma and grandpa. Amen. Isn't that great? Amen. If you, if it's not true, you can ask them. Amen. Congratulations. That's great. Turn to page two hundred and twenty-four. Two twenty-four. We'll sing all three verses. 
day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here, trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure, gives unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly is part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. Every day the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each hour. All my cares he fain would bear and cheer me, he whose name is Counselor and Power. The protection of his child and treasure is a charge that on himself he laid. As thy days thy strength shall be in measure, this the pledge to me he made. Help me then in every tribulation, so to trust thy promises, O Lord, that I lose not face with consolation, offered me within thy holy word. Help me, Lord, when toil and trouble meeting, ere to take as from a father's hand. One by one the days of moments fleeting, till I reach the promised land. Amen. All right, if we could have a few fellows come for the offering, that'd be great. We'll receive our Wednesday evening offering. And it goes towards our young people. And so uh, be praying for the youth ministry. And, of course, we've got a rally coming up. And uh, looking forward to that, Brother Steve. And uh, 42 years, celebrating 42 years on Sunday. That's a lot to look forward to. Praise God for that. But um, let's go to Lord in prayer. And how about Brother Jim? Would you mind leading us in prayer, please? Yes, Father. Amen.
please uh, a few quick announcements and uh, we did put um, some of the little flyers for the couples retreat uh, down front here and so there's plenty there so you can grab one uh, all the folks that's going to the couples retreat that'll help you uh, there's an address on here um, for the uh, the um, place we're staying and the address is on here for the um, the meetings we're going to be take, uh, taking the meetings take place if you haven't been before so the civic center on the bottom and then the uh, cabins, okay, I mean, cabins are kind of in the middle there. You'll see that on the back. Don't pay too much attention to the cost of stuff. This is a, a general flyer um, that they make out. And so uh, if you've got any questions, see us on that. That'd be great. I think there's a sign-up sheet down here still for this. Um, uh, there's a lot of showers. It's a bridal shower. Yeah, bridal shower um, on uh, Saturday. And so you can uh, take them to that if you would, please. Be praying for our route in the valley. We're excited about it whether Steve's coming in. Uh, I believe he's still out of the country. I haven't talked to him this week yet. I talked to him before he went out of the country. And, uh, and so he sent me a text and said, I'll be there. And so <laughs> just, uh, he'll be here. I know he will. And so looking forward to having him. He'll be staying over for Sunday, uh, for our anniversary Sunday. And so please uh, make sure you bring us a, a, a meat, a side, and a dessert uh, on, um, on Sunday. Not a meat or a side or dessert, a meat and a side and a dessert. Okay, try to bring all three of those. And, uh, and all of you do such a good job at that. I really appreciate you, um, you doing that. So please remember that. And then we'll have a combined Sunday school up here on Sunday morning, teens on up. And uh, so please remember that. And then uh, we'll have everything set up downstairs for the, for the rally and then for the, the meal on Sunday. 
the no p.m. service. So be praying about all of that. And um, don't forget, we printed a new safety team schedule. Had to make a few adjustments on that. And so most people haven't changed, but there's a new one in there if you need it. Um, so please remember that. Uh, all these things going on in the month of uh, February, please take, make note of that. We did uh, throw a March for Life in there in Richmond, and we'll put a sign-up sheet out on that. Uh, once we get all the details worked out, that's February 21st. And so please remember that. Happy birthday this week to, uh, to Jesse, uh, Jesse Harner, and then uh, Ryan Hale. Uh, and so happy birthday to you guys. And then Camden Steele has a birthday on the 26th, so congratulations to him. All right? Won't you stand with us, please? And Brother Tony's going to come lead us in another song. Page 373. 373. Sing all three verses. Earthly friends may prove untrue. Doubts and fears assail. One still Take your prayer bulletin out, if you would, please, and in um, the pen, we'll have you write a few things down, uh, possibly, so please, um, I have a, a, a praise here, and um, this is from uh, Miss Terry, and uh, she, Williamson, Terry Williamson, but she said, there's a praise, Emily Williamson uh, was found cancer-free today, and so we praise God for that, and um, I just want to thank God for, uh, for answering prayer. You know, uh, Eric and I was talking a little bit uh, tonight uh, before we got here, just uh, how God's provided uh, for us, and we're so thankful um, for his provision uh, every single day. I mean, he provides for us every single day, but just uh, over and above what we deserve. We're so undeserving. You know, sometimes we think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, and uh, the, the best that we deserve is to die and go to hell. And, but if it weren't for God's mercy and his grace and his love and his compassion, his long-suffering to us, and, uh, and I don't want to ever forget uh, what, what we were before Christ, you know? So thankful for what I am in him. But um, I don't know um, if we should share. You, maybe, maybe I should uh, let somebody else share this. Well, let me think about that just a little bit before. I don't want to share somebody else's news. But um, uh, be praying for Hirsch, if you would. 
Um, and so uh, Hershey's had a couple doctor's appointments the last couple of days. We're supposed to have surgery today, and just doctors called last night and canceled that. Um, just waiting on some, some different stuff to come through. And so be, continue to pray for her. She's not supposed to be on his foot at all. And so uh, it's just, just be praying for him if you would, please. And um, Charlene, you want to share that thing about your car, or you want me to share it? It's, it's a long story. You, I'll, I'll, I'll share it. You want me to share it? Okay. But they weren't, it was going to be four months for the, uh, or two months, two months on the park for the windshield. And then they only gave her a car for two weeks. And, and so we talked about it and prayed about it. Yeah. And then this happened today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. So before you buy a Honda, talk to Charlene, all right? I'm just kidding. Got to be the right model and all that kind of stuff. Amen. We just praise the Lord for working it all out. And um, amen, amen. So continue to pray about that if you would, please. And so uh, Charlene's helping Hersh a little bit, taking him to doctors, probably a lot, helping him uh, take care of a bunch of stuff. So she's not in Richmond. She's back at her house. And so we're glad she's able to be here. So be, be praying for all that if you would, please. And then look in your bulletin if you would, please. There's a lot of folks that we mentioned on Sunday. And, of course, good to see Arnold here. Be praying for us, Diane. Uh, ask Arnold how he was feeling. He's like, eh. He's, we've all been there, right? <laughs> and so continue to pray for these folks that are uh, not feeling well, of course, uh, Brother Arnold, Miss Diane. And then um, uh, Kylie, I uh, hadn't heard an update on what's going on with uh, her uh, getting approved for all that kind of stuff. Continue to pray for that, uh, for this infusion, if you would, please. And then I had, had several unspokens. Uh, Merton had mentioned, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, um, this uh, Mackenzie Campbell, uh, the situation with the baby there. Continue to pray for her, if you would, please. Um, uh, Cindy's mom, she's doing a little bit better from what she was on Sunday. She had, uh, Cindy had to leave on Sunday. She was having a reaction to some of the medicine. It was just making her really loopy and uh, just weird and all kinds of stuff, so doing a little better, continue to pray for her, uh, continue to pray for Miss Cindy, and uh, some things that she's going through right now with uh, tests and uh, possible surgery and dates and um, waiting on results and things like that, uh, continue, continue to pray for Miss Robin and some things going on there, and then Miss um, Terry's brother, we had mentioned, battling asthma, 
and, uh, and continue to pray for him. And uh, Russ had mentioned several folks, uh, I think Branch Ramsey. And, of course, we've been playing for uh, Coley. be praying for her. Continue to pray for her, if you would, please. And they'll be with us in uh, February, just a couple of weeks, actually. Um, it'll be a week from Sunday. Wow. A week from Sunday. And they'll be with us uh, both morning service and the evening service. We'll be able to encourage them in a great way. And so looking forward to that. Be praying for our couples retreat, and so that's just upon us. Next week, we're leaving Thursday. Good night. Starts next Thursday night, and uh, excited about all that. And once again, if you have any questions on that, please see us. Don't forget to pick up one of these flyers down here, but be praying about all that. Uh, be praying for these folks in bereavement. Uh, we should continue to pray for um, the Sexton family and all that's going on there. Continue to pray for Miss Donna and then, of course, uh, the Fred Thacker family. I wish you continue to pray for Brad Lowe's family, the Lowe family. His wife, Anissa, passed away. She was 51. Uh, I believe it was 51. Uh, passed away of cancer. And I was able to spend a little bit of time with him at the funeral. And uh, a friend of mine graduated from the high school with him. He was in our wedding. And so be praying for their family, if you would, please, uh, that the Lord continue to strengthen them. Uh, a lot of folks that need to be saved. And so um, if you would, please be praying for the list there of folks that need to be saved. And if you would, write Emily Williamson on there. She needs the Lord. And uh, we've been praying for her for health reasons. But uh, let's add her to that salvation list that God will work in our heart for salvation, if you would, please. Of course, um, we appreciate your prayers. I know Pastor and um, uh, his family appreciate your prayers. Be praying for this Bridge of Hope meeting. And so this is not till September. We had a very good uh, Zoom call yesterday and um, spent some time in prayer uh, with all the preachers on there, just praying for uh, just all kinds of different stuff as far as the attendees and the speakers and the music and the follow-up and the, uh, the setup, just a lot of different things we prayed for yesterday. I spent some time in prayer specifically with the Byron's on there and other folks, and so um, we're going to have three meetings prior to that meeting, um, just prayer meetings, choir rehearsal, and the first one is here in our March rally, and so whatever date that is, if it's March 27th, 29th, I can't remember it specifically, but that March rally will be our first kickoff for the Bridge of Hope meeting, uh, and we're going to incorporate it into our rally, have a special prayer time, uh, a choir practice, and so um, be praying about all these things that the Lord just be... Uh, glorified through all of it. We'd see souls saved and uh, we'd um, be able to get the word out. Folks would be a part of it and, and would come. So be praying for that meeting in a very, very special way. Of course, our nation uh, and be praying for our country. Uh, listen, you don't even have to um, turn the news on a little bit to see our country's in a mess. And the border situation's out of control. And, um, and it's, it's what's going on is out of control. And so um, our country needs prayer and we need revival is what we need. And um, we need God to work in our hearts, work in the hearts of God's people, uh, and we'd be the witness we ought to be, and, uh, and do our part. But be praying for our leaders in Virginia. Um, there's a lot of folks standing up for what's right, trying to do what's right. And uh, there was some kind of bill today going on that I'm not sure, I hadn't heard what the results were. And so we need to be praying for these bills that are uh, being presented and uh, in committee, and the ceiling with daycares. I mean, if the one that, uh, the one that was up today in committee was to exempt churches from that and so if, if we're not exempted it's going to roll right over into Sunday schools and uh, bus ministries and children's church ministry all that is going to affect eventually if, if this exemption isn't made and so it's very very important to be praying about all these things um, of course our, our governor lieutenant governor uh, attorney general and uh, continue to pray for them uh, be praying for Gregory Nisley he is uh, they know where he's at sort of speak in a way they they've communicated with him I should say that um, and so uh, but it's almost like he doesn't want to be found but he's uh, as far as we know safe so continue to pray for that situation there God working that 
And then um, these military and law enforcement, of course, around the world, uh, Justin and Julia be praying for Jamie and Shane. Uh, our college students that are at college, they've had a great week at Crown, I know that. Uh, Dr. Ralph Sexton preaching, and, um, and so they're having a good meeting there. Honor and Dr. Sexton be praying for all those folks. And then Colton, Kaylin, uh, Alina, JMU, and Naomi at Hiles be praying for them. And then uh, our church family, uh, can he be praying for them? Uh, be, Arnold's on the list there, of course, feeling better, but he's got hip surgery in March. Continue to be praying for that. And then um, you see these friends and family battling cancer, just a, a whole list of folks, uh, these children, and um, baby Sebastian and, and Chloe. And just uh, be praying for all these folks that's uh, battling cancer. Be praying for John Charles. And uh, this is Rebecca's future father in law. And so he's doing some holistic things. Continue to pray for him. And uh, that God would just. Uh, uh, touch his body and give him strength. Of course, these other fe- uh, folks uh, facing cancer and battling cancer will be praying for them. Victor, um, uh, Karen's brother, is waiting. Um, no, he had surgery. Had surgery on, what was it, Friday? Yeah. Friday. And so they're waiting to get back some information on that, I believe, right? But everything went good with the surgery, sent him home. And so just be praying for the results for Victor. Uh, had some melanoma, so be praying about that, if you would, please. And um, a lot of other things we could mention. But you see the list there, so please try to uh, pick some of these things out and pray specifically for them. But if there's something we didn't uh, name or maybe it's not on the list, uh, if you could please just bring that to our attention, that would be great. Yes, ma'am, Ms. Stephanie? Okay. So it's... Okay. Did I say something? Did I say Barbara? Okay. Okay. And so tell me his name one more time. Ronnie. Okay, I'm sorry. Ronnie and Brenda Ramsey. Okay. Be praying for both of them. praying for uh, Clyde Moyer and so mechanic that uh, Russ and Steph used had a stroke so be praying for him if you would please all right brother Arnold amen so we praise praise God for that had a CT scan for a situation and everything came back negative so for Arnold so we thank God for that I've seen some more hands over here I thought yes ma'am Ms. Donna Amen. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. Yeah. It's an amazing story behind that song. I ain't going to begin to tell it because I'll mess it up, but it's, there's an amazing story behind that song. Um, with Weigel, Charles Weigel. Anybody else on this side? Yes, ma'am. It's Peggy. Some more spots on the lungs. And tell me the name again. I missed, I missed what you said on the first part. Terry's dad. Okay, that's what I missed. So be praying for Terry's dad. Uh, I found some more spots. He's 88 uh, on his lungs. So just pray that God will give him wisdom on how to approach all that. Okay. All right, anybody on this side? Yes, ma'am, Ms. Penny.
Amen. Continue to pray for this little baby, baby Sebastian. And I uh, can't even begin to imagine what this does to a parent's heart. So please be praying for them. And uh, continue to pray for Kylie. And uh, that you have an arthritis pain and this whole situation with the insurance. Bruce and Chelsea not feeling well. And continue to pray for, if you would, please, Russell Cope as, uh, as he's close to death. Be praying for him and all that's going on with that. Okay? Another hand over here. All right. I'll get you, Miss Robin. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Kathy. Be brave for Kathy. And uh, sees the oral surgeon tomorrow to get a tooth removed. It's not her wisdom teeth. So she's going to have all that wisdom. So, Miss <laughs> Robin. Touch of God. So, big prayer for Miss Robin. We've mentioned some appointments she's been having, so that's what it's been all about. And so uh, she had doctor's appointments all day, every day this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, consultations. And, and so starts uh, some radiation for five weeks, once a week, um, after the couple's retreat. So be praying for that situation there. And, but we do praise God uh, for um, what was found and how that turned out. And so continue to pray for us. She has these treatments, uh, that the Lord will be in all that. Anybody else over here? Yes, ma'am, Ms. Gill. Praise God for that. Whew. Fellas, you just don't understand that, but I'm sure you ladies do. Yeah. All right. Can you lift her up in prayer? Amen. So we'll be praying for our missionaries. We support Daniel and Jeanette Burdine in Nicaragua. 
And so somebody has anybody in here that has them, their names? I know somebody has them. Oh, you do. Good. Okay, good, Donna. So I'll be praying for the, um, the Burdines in this transition and um, all these things going on. The Lord's got a purpose in all of it. And so it's easy for us to get frustrated and upset. And I've been reading through Job. And I'm telling you, uh, boy, I tell you, we hadn't, we hadn't suffered. Uh, most of us haven't. I shouldn't say, speak for myself up here. Nowhere near where Job suffered. But he wouldn't curse God. Amen. He says, I know my Redeemer liveth. Praise God for it. Anybody else on this side? Anybody else at all before we pray? All right, a lot of things to be praying about. And, um, and so I know you wrote some of these things down. So let's pr- try to pray for them specifically, if you could, please, some of the things. And um, if you can, we'll uh, gather around and pray down here. And uh, I'll, uh, when I come to pray, you can continue to pray. And I'll, just, I'll close this in prayer here in just a moment. And um, be praying for Pastor tonight as he preaches, preaches the Word of God. Heavenly Father, as we come to you in prayer tonight, we just want to start and say we're grateful and thankful for the great love wherein you've loved us. Not that we loved you, but that you loved us. We thank you for the, the payment that was paid on Calvary for our sins. Uh, Father, the precious blood of Jesus that was shed. Um, and Father, we know uh, based on the authority of your word that you say we've been cleansed. Uh, we've been washed whiter than snow. Our sins have been removed as far as the east is from the west. No more to be remembered. Father, we realize we're not worthy to come before you. We realize uh, at best we deserve hell, the punishment for our sin. And Father, I do pray that you'd help us, uh, Father, not to think of ourselves more highly we ought to think. Help us to realize what we were and what we've become. And it's only because of Christ, only because of the grace and mercy and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for that love and that mercy, the long-suffering, Father, that you have toward us. And uh, Father, that you have towards this world. Help us to be mindful of that when we, uh, Father, work with others and realize that, Father, uh, that could be us in the same boat as some of these other folks if it weren't for thy grace and weren't for thy mercy. And we do praise you for it. Thank you for this church uh, and for our pastor and his family and uh, their faithfulness uh, almost 42 years now. Uh, Father, I pray that you would just uh, continue to lead God and direct. We pray that you would continue to give grace and, uh, and strength and uh, wisdom and discernment and clarity. Uh, Father, I pray that you just uh, strengthen Pastor, strengthen Miss Robin as she's going through these, uh, these treatments, Lord. We thank you for the positive results there. But continue to touch your body and give them strength, Lord. Help us as a church family, Lord, to do our part to take good care of them and uh, to, to hold their arms up, so to speak, uh, as Aaron and Hur did uh, Moses there 
when Joshua was down there fighting with the rest of the folks, Lord, I pray you just help us to be an encouragement to them and to realize that the Word of God says they're worthy of double honor and it helps to, to um, uplift them in prayer. Uh, Father, be with all of our, our workers, the Sunday school workers and teachers and folks that are involved in so many different aspects of the ministry. Thanks so much that we can serve the Lord together, that we are laborers together with God. And um, Father, the, the key there being with God, thank you that we get to serve God, uh, get to use the uh, abilities and talents that you've placed into our lives and uh, our hearts and, and our bodies to be able to honor and glorify thee, to be able to use through the local church. Uh, Father, we realize the church isn't perfect and we all fall short of the glory of God, but we thank you for it. We thank you for this local church and for what you've done down through the years. Help us, Lord, do our part, uh, Father, in the days ahead. I pray that you would uh, bless the rally on, Saturday, on Friday. Just give wisdom and grace and be with Brother Steve as he comes in. I fill him with thy spirit. I speak to hearts through your word. Be with folks as they travel. I pray that you'd be with the Sunday meeting as we celebrate, um, Father, 42 years of ministry and uh, the Victory Baptist Church. Father, we thank you so much for that. And I pray that you give us a good meeting there. I pray that you'd be the pastor tonight as he preaches. Fill him with thy spirit, Lord. Be with the blast going on downstairs, the, ch- the children and the teens. Uh, Father, be with the quizzing on uh, Friday and all that's going on with that. And uh, Father, so many things that's been mentioned tonight as far as sickness and uh, cancer and, and these battles, Lord. We pray that you would just work in every circumstance and every situation. You know, you know the mind and heart of every single thing that's been mentioned tonight. And um, Father, we just want to praise you for these praises, Lord, for the, uh, the working of the Spirit of God and the moving and just, um, Father, answered prayer and uh, for uh, this whole situation with these folks battling. I think of Emily, Emily there, Lord, and how you've worked in that situation and continue to just work there and bring her to Christ, Lord, and use Dan and Terry, Lord, to, uh, to help them come to a saving knowledge of Christ with the children, the grandchildren there. And, and uh, Ike, Lord, I pray you'd just work in that situation there. And um, Father, be with little Chloe. I, Chloe, I pray you'd touch her body, give her strength. Uh, Chloe Rochester, Lord, just um, be with her parents, Lord, as she's home. And baby Sebastian, Lord, I pray you continue to give grace there. And just uh, working their lives. With this young lady, Mackenzie, I think was the name, that's uh, expecting this baby. I pray she'd just give those folks the ability there, Lord, to, um, uh, to uh, just do, do what you need to do, Lord, and just give them the grace they need. And the doctors and the um, team of physicians there trying to help, Lord, I pray you give them wisdom. And uh, these other folks that are uh, suffering the loss of loved ones, continue to be with them in a special way. Give them grace. Miss Donna and think of Brad, the Sexton's Lord, and uh, others that are uh, going through the loss of um, uh, life and uh, just losing loved ones, I pray you just give grace there. And uh, Father, we want to thank you and praise you so much for uh, knowing all of these requests. And um, Father, just for um, the ones that's brought these things forward, Lord, I pray you'd work in their lives and uh, draw us close to you. Help us realize that, uh, Father, you, know, you will answer our prayers exceeding and abundantly by all we ask or think in your time and according to your will. And, Father, we pray according to your will. Continue to be with little Kylie as she battles this situation with her arthritis. And um, Bruce and Chelsea's are not feeling well. And uh, the situation with the insurance and, and the pain that she's trying to manage there. Just give grace there, Lord. And, and many others we've, we don't have time to mention. Them, but I pray that you just work in their lives, I pray. And uh, be the rest of the meeting. We, we'll give you glory for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Some of you have received your 
contribution forms. If you did not receive one and you need it, uh, you can see uh, Robin or, or me or Ms. Donna Woods and we'll do our best to get them to you. Psalm chapter 6 tonight, Psalm 6, and uh, we'll start tonight and if we get finished, we'll be a good thing. Don't think we will, but we'll be a good thing, amen? And uh, Psalm 6, verse 1 tonight, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul also sore is uh, my soul is also sore vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee, and in the grave who shall give uh, thee thanks? I am weary with my groanings, and all night my bed, I, all night. Uh, all the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with tears. Mine eyes is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all mine enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all, thy, let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. And let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Psalm of David, really a prayer of David. And if you look down in verse 8, notice it says, For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. In verse 9 he says, And the Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. I've read this and I've, I've thought, you know what? Isn't that the sweetness of an answered prayer? Amen. Something's just sweet about an answered prayer. You may not be able to explain it. You may not be able to uh, fully understand it. But yet, uh, Dr. Strand in his uh, study Bible says that uh, King David was probably about 49 years of age when uh, he wrote this psalm. And of course, uh, it was at the end when he repented of his sin of adultery and murder of uh, uh, Uriah and of course the uh, adultery that he had with Bathsheba. And we see that uh, Psalm 6 is known as uh, one of those uh, pinnacle psalms which simply is a song of confession and humility before God. And, you know, when you stop and think about it here, uh, it's as Charles Spurgeon said, is it not sweet to believe that our tears are understood even when our words fail? Let us learn to think of tears as liquid prayer. Isn't that a tr that's a tremendous thought there. Uh, and, of course, uh, the prince of preachers, Brother Charles Spurgeon, uh, I was reading and someone said of uh, Martin Luther, that once he was wrestling with God in prayer over something and said all of a sudden he jumps up and he runs out of his prayer closet and he shouts, victory, victory. That's the way our prayer life ought to be. 
as we, we look here, we see that the psalmist David uh, said, the, the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. Uh, when I read that, I really, uh, I didn't think, well, you know, isn't that wonderful? David was so brokenhearted that he cried, but I thought to myself, do I weep when I pray? Do I weep because of a broken heart? Because there may be something that I, I cannot see, maybe something that I, I don't know how to do, but yet I know that, you know, the Lord said, if you ask, you'll receive. Seek me and you shall find. Oh, you see, the, the, the sweetness of an answered prayer. I want you to notice a couple of things tonight with me on this idea and thought of prayer. First of all, the agonized plea. Look, if you will, in verse 1, it says, O Lord. And of course, you understand that the word Lord is in all capital letters, talking about Jehovah, a self-existent one. And David said here, rebuke, not, uh, uh, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Notice here, David, as he begins to pray, and he, he realizes this, the the that the, the, the wrath of God is really upon him, the displeasure of God. And, and when you go back to Second uh, Samuel, you see that it says that when David committed that sin with Bathsheba and he, he just kind of pretended like everything's hunky-dory, everything's well. Boy, I'm the king of Israel and no one knows about it. The only one being fooled by sin here was David. The people knew it. Joab knew it. And let me tell you something. Joab was a good general, but he wasn't a real saint. I can tell you that. Boy, he was... I, I, I'm sure that old Joab, when he got that letter from, uh, from, from the hand of Uriah, he read it. I, I guarantee you there was one thing that he did. He folded it up and he put it in his arm because he said, there's my insurance policy. I'll get whatever I want. And he pretty much did. You see, here we see that David pleads with God to, to lighten his chastening hand. David knew that he was guilty. David knew that, you know, hey, uh, I, God's right and I'm wrong. And that's really what confession is all about. When we just simply say the same thing that God said, I'm wrong, God, and you're right. This was wrong. This is not right. And I, Lord, I'm just telling you that I agree with you. Amen. You see, David said here that he pleaded that the Lord would do what? Uh, look what he said. He said in verse 2, I am weak, O Lord. Heal me. Lord, he said, for my bones are vexed. In other words, uh, they, they're just, I almost feel like they're at the breaking point. They're so, the burden has become upon me. I want you to know something tonight, that the burden of sin, my dear friends, does affect you physically. And David said here, he said, Lord, if you would, please, please. I know the trial of physical weakness and I know the trial of physical pain. And yet in the midst of this kind of chastisement, in the midst of knowing that I'm wrong and I'm, I'm not right with God and I'm, my fellowship is broken. He said, Lord, there's one thing I want you to do. I want you to have mercy 
on me for your sake. Oh, you see tonight, David said, and Charles Spurgeon said this once again. He said, so we may uh, pray that the chastisement of our gracious God, if if they may not be entirely removed, may at least be sweetened by the consciousness that they are not in anger, but in his dear covenant love. Why does why is God chastising David? Why is God coming to David and, and it almost seems with a cruel and a, an oppressive hand bearing down on David? Why? Because the thing that David did with Bathsheba and killing of Uriah did one thing. You say, well, David didn't kill Uriah. Oh, yeah, he gave the order. He was an accomplishment. He accomplished that. He set it all in motion. Why? Because of his own lust and his own desires and his own uncontrolled appetites. And and because of that, my dear friends, David said, my soul is is troubled. It is burdened. It is is bowed down. And there, there, there just seems to be no way out from under all of it. You ever been to a place like that? You ever been to the place that there was no answer? When you prayed, the words would not come. When you prayed, the, it, it seemed as if the Lord had turned a deaf ear. But even worse than the physical part of, of David uh, pleading for God to lessen his hand of chastisement here, David knew the trial of spiritual weakness and pain. The difficulty of these trials drove David to do one thing, and that wasn't, Lord, you know, I, listen, uh, Lord, you know that, 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 you know, I'm the king. There wasn't any pride left in David. There wasn't anything left in David but one simple thing, and that was humility. That's a good idea, and that's a good thought about the confession of sin. When we, when we sin and we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. But when we confess our sins, it doesn't, my dear friends, make us proud. It humbles us. And that's where David's at. This man that had, had everything handed to him. Oh, you say, well, Brother Ritter, now how did David have everything handed to him? The Lord gave it to him. He took him from the sheepfold. And where did he place him? He placed him upon the throne of Israel. Why? That he might be a true and a living shepherd and a shepherd of example to to his people. And what did David do? He's like all of us. He failed. But yet now we see that as Nathan has confronted David, and we don't have time to go back to 2 Samuel chapter 12, uh, but when when Nathan uh, told him the story about the little sheep and the the man that had the little sheep, and, and Nathan, my dear friends, confronted David, what did David do? We know from Psalm 32, we know from Psalm 38, we know from Psalm 51 that David did what was right. He said, I have sinned. My sin is ever before me. You see, when you get right with God and you, there comes confession of sin, we see that, my dear friends, one thing David knew about, the, about his sin was that these trials of his body and soul were amplified by David's sense of God's anger against him. You... you we've lost that in, in, in independent Baptist churches. We've lost that in America. 
We, we can't even blush over sin anymore. We don't, we, don't get, we don't really get bent out of shape about much of nothing, do we? Nothing affects me, Brother Ritter. I'm like a rock. Your heart is rock. We don't need to be like a rock. We need to be, my dear friends, something that is soft and pliable, something that, that my dear friends, when God speaks, and I, I can say, as Samuel did, Lord, hear, hear, I hear you. Your servant hears you speak. And we're not confident in God's love and assistance. Every small trial seems and feels almost unbearable. David sensed that he was under the chastisement of God because look in verse 3 what he said. He said, my soul was sore vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long? How long, Lord, is this going to go on? How long am I going to be miserable? How long am I going to be guilty? How long am I going to feel like that I have nothing to live for and I have no one that understands? Lord, how long will you make this burden of sin? Will I have to carry it? Mm. David sensed he was under the chastisement of God. When he said, how long, O Lord? But he knew one thing. He knew that he should ask God to shorten the trial. <laughs> oh, you see, mercy. When mercy comes, then comes grace. There's no sin that God cannot forgive. There's nothing that, my dear friends, that the hand of God is, uh, is, his hand is not shortened, that he cannot forgive, that he cannot, my dear friends, pick you out of that pit, pick you out of that place of sin. He, he can do it. And my dear friends, David here is a great example that, that in the midst of failing God and failing people and, and blowing his whole, whole career, so to speak, he realized one thing. If I ask my father, he'll shorten the trial. You see, there is a place for humble resignation to chastisement. But God wants us to yearn for higher ground and to use that yearning as a motivation to seek him and to get things right with the Lord. Why was God's hand on David? Why was God uh, dealing with David as he was and his body was wrecked and his spirit was gone? Why was he like that? I'll tell you why. Because God said, David, I'm going to have to put a little pressure on you. Why? So that you'll turn from your sin and you'll seek me. And in the midst of that, my dear friends, where Wherever you fail God, God's not so much mad at you as he is. He's trying to put a little pressure on you to bring you back. He wants, he wants you and me to see that, hey, there's nothing that I can't help you with. We see that my dear friends David here gives an urgent plea and he asks God to, to lighten the chastisement of his hand. But we see also the urgency of David's plea in verses 4 and 5. He said, return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee. And in the grave, who shall give thee thanks? Hey, David said, Lord, if you're going to kill me, I can't praise you for what you're going to do. I can't understand fully in the grave about your forgiveness. And Lord, I want you to know, I'm asking you, now, now forgive me. Now forgive me. In his agony, David pleaded for deliverance. 
on the ground of God's mercy, not on his own righteousness. All of David's pride had been put aside. All of David's arrogance, all of the pretension in David's life that everything was right and everything was hunky-dory and I can put my crown on and I can put my robe on and I can go sit on the seat of judgment and judge other people, but I've got news for you. There came the day when Nathan walked in the door that Nathan said, Thou art the man. David realized that he was the man that was being judged. He wasn't being judged in the sense of being uh, uh, judged uh, like God would judge a sinner, but God said, now, David, the chastisement is going to begin. And it cost David dearly, didn't it? It cost him almost his kingdom. It cost him a son. It cost him a daughter. You see, our trouble is that too often we want one thing. We want God's help. As he said there in verse 4, return, O Lord, deliver my soul. But David knew that the chastisement of the Lord was righteous and that when he felt that he was so far away from God that he knew that there was one thing, that God is near to us no matter what. He's always there. He's always dealing with us and he's always, when no one can see it and no one knows about it but you, God's got his hand and his finger on you and saying, how much more pressure do I have to put on you before you turn back to me? Oh, the urgency of David's plea wasn't, Lord, take your hand away, quit doing what you're doing. David's plea was this, oh, God, help me in the midst of this year severe trial to realize how much you love me. Because he said in verse 4, he said, save me for your mercy's sake. The note of confession of sin is not strong in this and this here Psalms, but it's not absence. In fact, David appealed to the mercy of God and, and the deliverance is evident that he is aware that he didn't deserve God's deliverance. He didn't deliver, deserve God taking his hand of, of chastisement off of him, but he realized one thing. My father always loves me. Isn't that the reason chastisement comes? God's just trying to say is like a, a little child that would fall and skin their knees up and their hands up and maybe even bloody their face or something's falling on asphalt. And they come running to mom and they come running to dad. And they're not coming saying, oh, mom and dad, you, you don't know, understand what I, what I did. Oh, mom and dad didn't see what happened. There's blood everywhere. What's mom do? Oh, she picks him up in her arms. She takes him in. She wipes the blood away. And she, she says, it's going to be all right, son. It's going to be fine. Just listen. Hey, it's going to be fine. Now quit your crying. Quit your crying. It's going to be all right. And then she pulls out that magical ointment called a Band-Aid. 
puts it on. All of a sudden, the tears stop. The crying stops. Why? Because of that tender touch. David. When David realizes that, he has a determined resolution. Look in verse 6 and 7. I'm weary with my groaning. And all night I make my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. My eye is, some, uh, is consumed because of grief. And it waxeth old because of all my enemies. You stop and think about that. David's resolution was this. I'm weary. I'm going to stop pretending. I'm going to allow the chastening hand of my heavenly father to use my tears, my weariness, because you see, David's trial had at least three components to it. He felt God was angry with him. He lacked a sense of God's presence. He couldn't sleep. Day and night, his bed was filled with tears. No one could comfort him. No one could, could seem to help him. And, and at that point, David was beyond human help. But in the midst of it, his father sent a preacher and said, David, I want you to know your father said you're forgiven. Why? Because David had met what was needed. He'd confessed his sin. You read Psalm 51, Psalm 32, you'll find out David, David got thoroughly right with God. You see here, David's eyes were, were wasted away. David's eyes were red and sore with all the tears and lack of sleep. Charles Spurgeon said, as an old man's eyes grow dim with years, so say David, mine eye is grown red and feeble through weeping. Broken heart. A broken heart. Sometimes God has to break us to make us. Someone said one time of a young preacher, an old preacher looked at him and said, young man, you're a very gifted speaker. You have the power of God upon you. And God's going to use you in a great way. But before he uses you, he's going to have to break you. And we see where David's at. He's broken. Oh, uh, you see, this, this prayer time hasn't been, uh, hadn't been really a, a, a great thing for David. It had been a humbling experience. Well, we see David's resolution. I'm going to do one thing. Notice, if you will, lastly, David's confident declaration, verse 8. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. <laughs> All of a sudden, it wasn't a broken voice. It was a voice that 
The Lord has heard my prayer. There's a confidence there. There, there's a there, there's a sense of, of of David saying, "I'm no longer going to allow the sinner to be victorious. I'm no longer going to allow the ungodly to to hold this over me. I've got a right with God, and that's all that matters." Whew. He separated himself from the ungodly in verse eight. Verse 9, we see that David, he said, The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Oh, I see here in verse 9, David, uh, his faith in the God of prayer. David's prayer here is that the Lord has heard me. That's all that matters. David's faith was being restored to his, in, the, in his heavenly father. And David knew one thing, that my father's going to lead me out of this dark pit. That's right. Faith, faith, Amen. faith in God. Have faith in God. That's what Jesus said. But then we see in verse 10, he said, let all my enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. I see this David says about the sweetness of this prayer. He sees the assurance of victory. Assurance of victory. All mine enemies will be ashamed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Oh, I say to me and you tonight, there's a sweetness about realizing when I do fall, when I do fail, when, I, when I, I sin against my heavenly Father, if I come back, I come and confess it for what it is, sin, then I can have the assurance and I can have the victory that the fellowship has been restored. Oh, Lord. Help me not to lose the joy of my salvation. Too many of God's people have a weak prayer life because there's too many birds on the line that keep them from reaching from here to heaven. Oh, I say to you tonight, let's learn from David that during this troublesome time, when God had his hand on David and was was pushing his hand down and chastising David. Oh, David had the sense enough to realize, God, I'm wrong. I confess it for what it is. Your enemies, my enemies, have, have really got a great victory and I've caused your reproach on your name. But tonight, today, Lord, I'm going to get it right. I confess it for what it is. I've sinned against thee and thee only. And in that the sweetness of answered prayer. Father, bless our time together tonight. Pray that the Holy Spirit of God might help us. You might lead us into truth. And you might help us to learn as David did. There's nothing, nothing like being in right relationship with the Father. 
knowing Christ as your personal Savior. But there's nothing sweeter than to come and know that when I sin, my Father's ready to forgive me and restore me back to fellowship. And we'll love you tonight. Thank you for all you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.